Hello everyone. Today we have with us Jen McCarthy. She is a leading voice who brings together twin flames, divine relationships, the great awakening and the law of attraction. Hi Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Hello, it's lovely to be here. Jen, can you please talk a little about yourself to the audience to sh- just share a brief background? Um okay so I when I was 21 years old I went to India for the first time and I went traveling to the Himalayas and um I was going to go to this orchard up in Chamba in the Himalayas and I met this woman and she said to me you must chant the mantra Om Namah Shivaya Om Namah Shivaya please just keep chanting that mantra And so I chanted that mantra for nearly a whole day and I got to the top of the mountain and then all of a sudden my my I I just saw God everywhere my third eye blasted open and I I could see God in everything I saw God in all of the leaves in the grass in the sand in the children's faces like I I understood about how everything is all one i had a kundalini awakening a very 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 powerful spiritual awakening and it changed my life so my whole adult life i've been spiritually awake and um so yeah and and finally i've written my book and my book is really about my um all the wisdom that i have attained spiritually okay then thank you for the elaborate introduction I just like yeah. to dig a little deeper into what happened prior to you coming to India. So Okay. Yeah. Where were you born? How were parents like? Yeah. I was born in London. Um I was born into a Catholic family and I went to a very very strict uh, religious school. Um my father was from Israel and he was also from a very very religious um family and um but he was um he was from such a religious family that he wasn't able to have a relationship with me um so I never had a relationship with my father um but I grew up in London and um I went to a catholic school and I always really really rejected the idea of this man in the sky very judgmental man in the sky which the catholic religion was trying to tell me that god is and i was like no no god isn't like that god is love i knew deep down that god is love you know okay and how did that conviction come at such an early age well it was obviously it was my destiny so i think that what happened was that i just you know as a soul i just made that agreement before i came into my body I I I sort of like say to people that what happened to me on top of the mountain was like having an overdose of god you know and it's like most people sign up for like maybe a spoonful of god consciousness some people sign up for a glass or to to remember god but I signed up for the whole entire bottle you know so I feel like I overdosed on god consciousness um and the reason is is because because we're going in we're in this great shift and and obviously some people need to be very very awake to the truth you know okay what is god like 
God is pure love. God is love. God isn't a man in the sky. God is pure love. God is the creative force that, that created everything in the universe from, from every grain of sand to every leaf to every child. God is the creator. God is the intelligent force that creates everything. So our soul, every soul is born within God, within love, and every soul returns home to God. God is like home. It's like the resting place for the soul. And so the journey of the soul is to remember God while we're in the human body. That's the trick. That's the difficult bit. Okay. And also you mentioned that you had come to India when you had the Kundalini awakening experience. So what yeah. led to you coming to India? I always had a desire. I always felt like the Himalayas were calling me from very, very young. I, I felt that the, that the Himalayas were calling me and um, I had an interest in spirituality from a very young age and I always had a desire to go to India. Okay. But I think my soul is Indian. Okay, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. And what is the meaning of Kundalini? So the Kundalini is the, the serpents that exist at the base of the spine. And when we are born, we have our kundalini energy, which is asleep, dormant at the, at the base of the spine. But at some point, if you're lucky, you will have what's called a kundalini awakening. And the kundalini energy goes out of its asleep state and it, and it pops itself up. And then the feminine snake wakes up and she says to the male, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then he's like, oh, he rubs the sleep out of his eyes. And then they both look at each other and then they rush together in sacred union. And then the two serpents rush together and they make a, they make a circle. And that is symbolic of the wedding ring. You know, we always wear a, a wedding ring. Well, this is symbolic of the two Kundalini serpents. Okay. Jenna, just mm -hmm. want to understand the qualities of, of the two serpents in a better manner. So you mentioned yes. that there is a male serpent and a female serpent. Yes. So do those both serpents represent different qualities? They yeah, it's like the 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 the, the feminine is magnetic and the masculine is electric. And so you cannot have the masculine and feminine energy separate from each other. Like God doesn't decide, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to create a masculine. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to create a feminine. God always creates a masculine and feminine together. And this is what my book is about. It's about twin flames. It's about the fact that you were created at the exact same, same moment with your twin flame. And for you um, being a masculine, she is holding the feminine polarity. For me, my, my divine masculine holds the masculine polarity. And so this, we are now going into the discussion about twin flames, which is what my book is about. And so I would like to explain to you about what twin flame is. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, so what my, what my, my spirit team showed me was that at the beginning of creation, all that existed was a big white light. And one day that white light wanted to know itself. And so it was decided that that light would split from itself in order to be able to face itself, look at itself, um, and ultimately to be reunited with itself. And so as that original split occurred, we split off from source energy as an androgynous unit of masculine and feminine energy. And we stayed in our androgynous state for probably billions of years, for eons of time. 
And then at some point it was discussed that we in our androgynous singularity would split from each other in order to become one masculine and one feminine polarized self. And the reason why we did that was so that we could go off into the universe and have all these experiences in order to ultimately come back together again in sacred union. And as we come back together again in sacred union, this is very, very blissful. And so every time a twin flame reunites, it brings in deep, deep bliss into the universe. Okay. So yeah. Jenna, I just want to understand about uh, Kundalini awakening experience in a better manner. Yes. You had mentioned that you had chanted the Om Namah Shivai mantra for an entire day. Yes. And then you had the Kundalini awakening experience and you saw God yeah. in everything. Yes. How did, it, how did it feel at that time? Was it overwhelming? It felt like what, what, when, I, when I saw God or before? When you saw God. When I saw God, it was like, it was like the biggest relief ever. And, and I realized, cause I was a very deep thinker and I realized that all those moments that I, that I was worried and I was scared and that I, that I held fear energy, I realized it was all a lie. It was all an illusion. Everything that is negative is an illusion because only love is real. Only, only that which is truthful and positive and loving is real and so I had this like enormous sense of like relief like oh my god all those worries they were just they were nothing they were absolutely nothing so I felt very very blissful and I went into a state of extreme bliss for over six months okay and how did your perspective towards life change after that experience well, I became very, very psychic and um, I, whenever I met someone, I would look at them and I would be able to see them from a soul perspective, from a spiritual perspective. So I would be able to see the lessons that they came here to learn, the blocks that they came here to clear, the gifts that their soul had. I was able to see their destiny. I was able to um, give like psychic readings to people. I became very, very psychic. Okay. So Jenny also mentioned about that the ascension video window is nearby. Yes. So what is the meaning of that? Okay. So if you think about all of the, um, the long count calendars, such as the Mayan calendar, the Inca, the Aztec, the Egyptian calendars, these are called long count calendars, which are lunar calendars. Same in Sanskrit. A lot of these calendars ended in this time window between 2012 and 2021, 22. Why did they all end at this point? That's the question, isn't it? Why did all these calendars end at the same point? And that is because the, 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 the elders that created those calendars could see that that, that we were shifting from a planet that is known as a 3D planet, which means that we believe in linear time and that we were transforming from a 3D planet to a 5D planet. And a 5D planet means that you are fully awakened to your multidimensionality. It's the opposite of linear. It means that we are going where time becomes quantum. And so we're shifting from our consciousness, understanding time in a linear sense to the fact that we understand time from a quantum sense and that we understand that 
the past the past the present and the future are all running concurrently in the present moment like it's the opposite of 3d linear time and so what that means is that the best way to explain the ascension of humanity is is to do with the journey from a caterpillar to a butterfly so the caterpillar represents 3d consciousness represents the, the potential but it's not the actualization of the of the butterfly yet it's just the caterpillar and so each of us when we are born we are born with our kundalini energy which is asleep and that means that we are holding 3d consciousness caterpillar consciousness now if you have a spiritual awakening or if you meet a guru or you meet a twin flame something that will trigger your kundalini awakening then you transform from a caterpillar to a butterfly so you go from 3d consciousness to 5d consciousness so the butterfly when you're in butterfly consciousness you realize that time is not what we've been told timelines operate concurrently so for example i'm able to access a timeline of one million years ago i'm able to access a timeline in the future one million years so it means that you are awakened to your multi-dimensionality that you're not just a third dimensional being which is what society has tried to, to enforce this idea that on everyone does that make sense yes it does also, Jenny mentioned a while back that after your Kundalini awakening experience, you realized that all your fears were an illusion. Yes. Can you please talk more about that? How were they an illusion? Well, I just realized that that the only thing that is real that lasts for eternity is love. And so if you have an experience on the earth where it's a fear, fear-based experience, then it doesn't actually get recorded by the soul. The soul only um, really, really records love. And so if something happens in of, of a fear vibration, it, it's like it happens in the Maya, in, in the world of illusion, you know, like you have the, the, you have the Maya, you have samsara, and then, and then you have the, the true nature of reality. So fear doesn't exist within the true nature of reality. You know, it's like, it just doesn't, it just simply doesn't exist that I didn't know that that's just what my that's what God showed me, you know. Um, and so you have to realize that you know, fearful thoughts that they're, they're always very, very temporary. And you, your consciousness is like the sky. My consciousness is like the sky. And um, my thoughts are like clouds. And it's very important that we always remember that we're the sky, we're not the clouds, but the clouds are like temporary fearful thoughts. And we are all indoctrinated to identify with, like, I feel angry, I feel hurt, I feel upset, that shouldn't have happened to me. These are, these are just um, sensations that are arising. This is not actually who you really, really are. We have to learn to become the observer of our thoughts and understand that, you know, all, all thoughts are allowed to rise and fall, but, but our job is really, really to stay present. And the more that we are anchored in the present moment, then the more that we make God very, very happy. Okay. So Jenny also mentioned about different types of realities, like sense, mm. like your true reality, 
Sansara and Maya. Yeah. Are the other are the, are the other types of realities too? Oh, that's a very, very good question. Well, you have dimensional realms of consciousness. So you have the third dimension and then you have the fourth dimension. So in the fourth dimension, um, it's more advanced than the third dimension, um, but it, there's still polarity and there's still confusion in the fourth dimension. But when you get to the fifth dimension, that's when you reach the zero point. And the zero point is where the Kundalini energy merges at the base of your spine and it makes the, the circle. And so once you once your Kundalini energy makes the circle at the base of your spine, then you go into what's called the zero point field. And the zero point field is the entry point into, into Christ consciousness, into God consciousness. Okay. Okay. So up until you get to the fifth dimension, you have third dimensional consciousness and you have fourth dimensional consciousness. Now, neither of those consciousnesses are eternal. It's only when you get into the fifth dimension is does, 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 does everything become eternal because that is the, the consciousness that is pure love and only love is eternal. Jen will be back with us for another part. Please stay tuned.